Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. Jonah is recommissioned. Voyaging through the Bible, we're on a car ferry. There's an area between the Upper Peninsula and Lower Peninsula that's extremely wide and stormy in bad weather. It can be quite bad. The Upper Peninsula is affected by lake effect snow coming from every direction. It's deep in the winter. I have a story from one of my wife's relatives, they had a house and the snow was so large they had to crawl on an outside window on the second floor and walk on the roof of the porch and begin to shovel from there. Now, I don't know if that's a complete story or it was exaggerated, but I do know The Upper Peninsula of Michigan has some wild snowstorms. On the car ferry, it's Thanksgiving time, and people are coming and going across the Straits of Mackinac. Some people are going to the Mackinac Island because it's decorated for Christmas in such a fantastic way, but other people are busy going from one place to another They're going to relatives' houses, both in the Upper Peninsula and the Lower Peninsula. People are bringing things with them, especially confections. Some people have bread. Some people have cake and pie and cookies and custards and all the fine things that make up for a fine Thanksgiving dinner. People are anticipating the visiting with relatives. It's a time of great joy on the car ferry. We're questing an overview to explain a doubting heart and what a new heart really looks like, what we, that we can have really new beginnings. Our parallel with these stories are telling. We're going to discuss the survey of the Christian life. As we go through these stories, we'll be looking at the enabling power of God to save the worst and the best, causing his great power to be a part of our lives. Jonah recommissioned. All the events that have passed have made Jonah more useful in the hands of God. He has clarity of his call. He has a sense of fear discipline working in his life. It's the same call he had in the first place, but with more emphasis behind it. There are many failures and recommissioning in the New Testament. Peter really was a big failure, but he was recommissioned. John Mark failed, and he's real commissioned. And of course, Thomas, that doubting Thomas, you know, that's what he was called. He did one of the greatest works. He went to India 
and to this day, his work in India is recognized. It says there in the city of Nineveh, there was 120 children and potentially 600 to a million people totally living in that city and its suburban area. God has in mind a great work. We now have an obedient prophet. Jonah repentance, even though we may think of it as temporary in the light of the whole book, it's very emphatic. In Matthew 21, 28 and 29, what did you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go to work today in my vineyard. I will not, he said. And later on, he changed his mind and went to work. Jonah is assigned to Nineveh. It's a message of warning, but also a word of grace and great warning was in it. Let's wander through my imagination for a moment. The fish is God's commanded to vomit Jonah out on the land. Bear in mind, he was assigned to go to Nineveh. Did the digestive enzymes make him look very anemic, very sickly? Was some of the seaweed still wrapped around him? I envision a group of people looking at him. It was a phenomenal thing. They were aware that he was a sign from God. I wonder if they were aware that he was coming before he even got there. He had a message of warning, and it was already prepared to be received. The whole of Nineveh became Jonah's assignment. Nineveh was his calling, God's voice. Quiet yourself down. Begin to look at the Lord when you pray. Personalize your prayer life. Speak your prayer life as if you're speaking to someone right in front of you. Observe some of your thoughts as being outside yourself and begin to judge these thoughts. Understand these thoughts are not your thoughts. These thoughts want to be an extension, an action from you, from the Lord. The Lord wants to speak to us. In John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. In Proverbs eleven thirteen, a gossip betrays his confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing, begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. The word of God in the Greek is legos, which means God breathed. Our spirits with the power of the Holy Ghost can, can have great impressions for the Lord in our souls, in our minds, in our reasoning. Jesus is our Lagos, thoughts mingled into sight in our souls. 
in 1 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. The weapons we fight are not with weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have been divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that makes its obedience to Christ. The flow of the Holy Ghost through our thought life makes us extraordinarily rich. John 7, 37 through 39. Let everyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this, he means the spirit whom those who believe in may have. John 15, 5 talks about being the branch and the Lord being the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, I will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The Lord can speak to us in a single word. Not being many, these words can be profound and highly directive in our lives. Let us just review God's thoughts. What do they really look like? They never contradict the word of God. They never interfere with correct counsel. Many times it is not the kind of word you have in your thought patterns. It is God's kind. It can be just a brief word. Recently, I was greeting at the front door of the church. A woman came in and walked up. And I got a strong urge to hug her. This is not a normal thing, I said. I just feel like I need to hug you. May I? And instead, she leaned on my shoulder and began to cry her eyes out. Not the least to say I was totally confused. Another brother walked up and began to pray. And he began to tell me in his prayer who she was and what had happened. She'd lived with a man for quite a few years, had two children, and he committed suicide the week before. She continued to cry. She cried until her tears were done. I laid hands on her and prayed for her. Another lady came up and prayed with us. And we got done praying. And she said, I'm consoled. I'm comforted. I didn't ask, she just told me. So after the service, I saw her, and I said, how are you doing? And she said, I'm still comforted, and I'm still intact. What did I hear? She needs a hug. Simple words can do profound things. What did God's thoughts look like? A little unusual. It's few words yet very directional. You verify, but you follow through. It's kind of a cycle with me, being afraid, speaking afraid, being obedient, letting the Lord work it out in me. 
I think I'm confessing I'm not, I haven't got an S on my chest and I'm no Superman spiritually, but this is the way I do it. Let me restate that so you can hear it clearly. What kind of cycle I have is being afraid, speaking afraid, being obedient, and letting God work it out. Fix yourself on the Lord. Vulnerable, knowing that you can make errors and mistakes and offenses. Let there be a ruling point of kindness of God working through each one of us. Let's go back to the idea of imagination. The heathen idea of imagination is image a vain thing putting oneself favorably above other people. But I have a need in my imagination to have a conception of God, a new way of thinking, deliberately setting ourselves aside in the moment, keenly listening to his voice, pictures, dreams, being visionaries, seeing, produce God's intended end. As I have said before, discerning good and evil is a must in Hebrews 5.14. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use having trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. In 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us to cast down evil imaginations. Good advice is to seek the Lord. Doubt cannot be where you are hearing from God. You have to go forward in an act of faith. Memory is a key component in hearing the voice of God. There's a value in having painful regrets for past failures. It's also a great value to have memories of love, mercy, and kindness of God in your own life. These recalls build so that the ability to hear the voice of God becomes stronger. Don't allow defeat to tear them down, but let them become opportunities for you to grow in the grace and mercy of God. Always remember, 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 remember what God has done in the past and translate that to an event where God can use you in the present moment and in the future. God is our past. God is our present. And God is our future. God is our refuge, our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Remember our deliverances. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you away. And when you walk through the fire, it will not burn you and the flames will not set you ablaze. Remember God's provision. It's a lot to take in. This is a lot to understand. You don't get wet until you plunge in the water. Some people test the water. You ever see a person take a bath and test the water or a shower and test the water, they'll put their finger or hand into the water to see if it's the right temperature for them. One of my grandfathers used to give me the illustration. 
put your big toe into the water, he would say. So I guess I'm saying the same to you. I challenge you to begin to add to your life an element of trust. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.